What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, Uber Lyft driver and gig economy news. Sponsored by Middleton Technologies Maximo. I'm your host, SJ, and it's time to get it on. What's up, everybody? Hope you're all having a great week. Welcome back to another week of Ride Share Rodeo, sponsored by Middleton Technologies, MiddletonTech.com, Maximo, Driver Utility Helper, and Flex Alert. Those apps are filtering apps that all of us must have if we're working on the platforms affiliated with each. And I'll come back to that in a minute, um, or here in a little bit. But today's going to be a little bit different. And by different, I just mean that it's just me here today, guys. Uh, so we're going to take a little walk down memory lane and uh, hit some uh, some accomplishments here first um, that I want to just uh, talk about a little bit. So first off, I want to say today is the five-year anniversary of UberLiftDrivers.com. Yes, it is. Um, five years, almost 4,000 articles, just short. I mean, real, real close, guys. Um, I could have even probably crunched. It was so close, I could have crunched a few in to make it happen, but not my style. Uh, we have had a post up every day this year so far. Um, you know, the five years have been great. And uh, I guess let me, you know, let's let me let me pause here and just run back kind of a timeline for the gig economy space and me because I've met a lot of people over the years and some people know the story they've heard it a couple times some people don't know it um, some people um, might have heard it I don't I don't know but let me just quickly run down a timeline here to give you my gig economy history I won't go into my life prior to maybe maybe another podcast we could do that <laughs> but um, so in 2014 here in Denver, I onboarded to Rideshare. I started with Lyft and continued uh, with Lyft for a while. It was doing great. Um, and then I s then went over to Uber too. Um, had, you know, there was a big bonus to sign on to Uber. So I did that. Um, kind of backwards of most people. Most people go to Uber and then they went to Lyft. But by the time it was here, um, Lyft just had a better promotion, and I happened to know people that were doing Lyft at the time, so I think that's why I went that direction. Um, but yeah, so you know, from 2014 till current, I've worked in the gig economy, um, probably or easily 90% of it, um, <laughs> if not, if not really close, went to rideshare um, between 2014 and uh, 2019. Um, just prior to the pandemic. And ever since, it's been kind of interesting because I didn't take on any of the other gig apps, um, not food or anything, until the pandemic hit. Um, 
or you know delivery, uh, last mile services delivery, uh, unique niche uh, gig space stuff. But since 2014, I've been a gig worker. You know, and uh, when I came on and was working Lyft and then Uber, um, it was still Travis who was at the helm. And I started Uber Lyft drivers on March 8th, 2017. And I had been thinking about starting it for a while there because I knew I was always finding myself looking up rideshare news and other gig news and autonomous news and VTOL technology news. And I had met Harry. And uh, I was talking the rideshare guy, and I was talking with Harry, you know, um, chatting with him through Twitter uh, at first, and then you know we've we've done pieces together, um, we've had conversations, we've you know we we chat about things, and uh, started meeting the rest of the community, and just kind of uh, you know started putting up news, and then I was writing some of my own stories and and bringing other stories into the light. And finding the more unique stories that were buried because it's tech, it was technology oriented, but towards the gig economy or automating it or de-automating it or all kinds of things or what was going on over in Europe, you know, and through the years, I mean, I've really taken on a passion for independent contractorship and, and being very pro independent contractor, um, I'm actually very pro whatever you want to be. If you want to be W2, be W2. If you want to be IC, be IC. Make sure that, you know, that you're keep, that you're following the rules. Um I think that's part of the biggest problem right now in the gig economy is that the rules aren't very defined. However, the way that my life happens, um a lot of my independent contractorship came from outside of the traditional gig economy or the app-based gig economy and fell more into the traditional gig, uh, gig economy. So um, it's a status I needed. I met a lot of people um, through the IC and the, the no AB5 and the Prop 22, and then learned about all these other states that had things going on and helped advocate with a bunch of these people that I had met. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's been a road guys. So let's, so that, that was that's me in the gig world 2014 to 2022 so you know coming up you know it's about eight years now um excuse me uh so and then uber lyft drivers about three years after i started i decided you know i'm gonna i'm gonna start this website and so began uberliftdrivers.com and it has since you know like i said almost published four thousand stories and had a lot of traffic. Um, I know that a lot of people, you know, and worldwide too, that's one of the nice things. And it's one of the ways I've met people from out of the country who also do gig work, which is, it's been a, a real eye opener to me. Um, and then in, well, a few times prior to uh, May of, April, May of 2020, so right as the pandemic was starting. But a couple times prior, I thought maybe I'd start a podcast. I had been on Jason Thierry's, what up, Jason, uh, with Gig Economy Podcast uh, a couple times. And uh, he he often used my news from uberliftdrivers.com for his podcast. And he would have me on the podcast from time to time. And uh, you know, I already had a little taste for it, but I, I always knew I kind of might want to do something. So I had this idea for a podcast. Great idea. Um, and 
just kind of didn't happen. I was too busy, too many things going on, uh, single dad, um, working, and the time that was just going into the website. So, well, tried again, had a different idea, and was going to try again. And that wasn't the beginning of 2020. And I, I still was going to try, but then I just was, I was pushing it back a little bit, but I, I was sold on doing it. And then the pandemic hit. And it was literally like within a week of the CARES Act taking place and all the gig workers scrambling in every state to figure out what they needed to do because we were all told to be locked down. You know, how 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 were they to get on the system even in the beginning there? No matter how they how long they were on it, how if they needed it for specific reasons or if they were um abusing it, um, or if they, you know, there were health reasons that had to keep them in. So there was nothing in place, as we all know, for the gig economy to have unemployment. So the P uh the CARES Act and the uh PUA helped patch that through for this global pandemic. And I started doing research in my state and other states because I had all these people from Uber Lyft drivers asking me, what do we do? We're locked down. We're locked at home. And so, you know, I, I, was, I was in a newspaper article, and so was David Pickerell. It was um, CBS News out of New York. And I remember that shortly after that, David and I uh, hooked up and we were creating a, um, what was the, I can't even remember what the app was called, table something, something table. But it was, a, it was, it was taking technology and all of the, the findings I was learning about PUA in every state. I was learning every state. And I was doing it based on who the most gig people that were hitting me up at first, you know, like Florida, Texas, California. Um, Colorado, uh, out east, you know, the the bigger states, you know, like a New York or a Pennsylvania, those were the states where I was getting bombarded. What do I do? What? So I started with those. And so I took all of that knowledge, met David. He was doing kind of the same thing as we learned in the newspaper article. Well, David and I, and, and at the time, David was starting a thing called autonomy.jobs, you know, that every worker deserved their data, something that I had been talking about forever on uberliftdrivers.com. So right as I was meeting David, I thought, you know what, I'm going to finally start this podcast because it's a good way to get this PUA information out. So I just started the podcast and found myself not doing anything that I ever wanted the podcast to do for like the first probably two months. Um, I was happy to be doing it and I'm glad that it started the way it did. Because, you know, it gave me some experience, but it also, I wasn't able to get the message out big enough um, through Uber Lyft drivers or through David uh, and autonomy.jobs to to feel like I was really reaching everybody. So, you know, I blasted on the website that I, the podcast would be starting. Um, it started off very small in the beginning, but has grown into something amazing. Um, but... I, David and I took on the, the, we'll keep figuring these states out. And we had every date listed when the PUA will start, what you needed to do, um, where you needed to register, or was there a pre-register or what was going to get you in the front of the line quickest? Cause what we were quickly learning was that as states went live with their PUA, 
either the state system was breaking down because they were all doing patch arounds um, since all of these uh, unemployment systems had been written in COBOL code in the late or mid-60s, like every state in this country. And um, there was really no COBOL coders. And even though there was, there wasn't COBOL coders to get in there and put in into place something like a PUA system. So what they literally had to do in every state was walk around it. And the states that tried to go through their system found their systems crashing left and right. So we we found that getting all this information out and the people who really optimized it got their stuff quick instead of having to wait on top of however long your state had to wait for PUA to be live. So the CARES Act was passed at late March. Most states, a couple went in early April, mid-April, and then some late April, and then a couple didn't even start till into May. And if your system crashed, there were some people who didn't get a first check for PUA. All this time, we're being locked in our house, but didn't see a first check till June of 2020. So after being put in complete lockdown and you know mass hysteria, nobody knows what's going on, you know, they two months at home and there's still no check. Now, people were backlogged to whatever date they used, so you would get it. But I mean, people were really struggling. So I feel like we really helped kick some people through that process quicker that would have been stalled out in it for quite some time. Um, and David, so I'm starting the podcasts about that. And then I started taking on like interviewing people, you know, like, uh, I believe, like, you know, oddly, some of the first, I mean, obviously, David was one. Um, you know, I remember interviewing Matthew Tells, uh, who is now a dumpling shopper, but who was starting a dumpling business at the time and trying to get off Instacart. I remember I was the first person to ever interview the company Launder. Uh, that was, I interviewed Launder in either May or June of 2020. Literally, they, had, they were just starting up. Um, and that's an actual, quite an interesting, uh, episode too. If you want to go back and listen to that one, it's actually, um, pretty interesting because I, I was giving them quite a lot of ideas that they didn't end up implementing. And it's, uh, it's just kind of, it's awesome when things like that happen. Um, but shortly after, uh, you know, so now we're in summer of 2020 and I got hit with COVID like nobody's business. I mean, put down and out. Thought I'm, I, I'm not exaggerating. I thought I might have been dying. Um, it was scaring my son. My breathing was crazy, and uh, um, I I just knew if I went to the emergency room. I mean, this was like June, and this was when everybody was going there, and the ventilators were all taken, and governors were swapping ventilators, and our governor even was doing that. So I mean, like I knew how crazy the emergency rooms were, and I just knew. If I go there, nothing's going to get better. You know, I feel I felt like I needed to leave it for the older people and people who absolutely had no choice. Again, yes, I wasn't breathing well. So what I did was call an urgent care and said, "Listen, you know, I'm I'm really I'm kind of uh, like gasping for air a little bit, and I I want to come in." And they said, "Nobody's in here right now." So I actually went in there, and um, they gave me a COVID test, which at the time. I don't know what that was producing because it was a PCR test, but I don't think they had a real grasp. This is, I mean, June, they didn't have the best grasp of even through PCR if you had COVID or not. It's still not a very good test to this day. But even then, I'm not really sure because 
I know it was COVID. However, it one thing it did do is triggered asthma in me that I didn't have since I was a teenager. You know, and I guess most of you probably know, but teenage years for me weren't just um, five, ten years ago. <laughs> they were a long time ago. Um, so, I mean, we're talking like, you know, like 30 years <laughs> that I hadn't even had an emergency inhaler on me. And I had two um, steroid shots given to me uh, while I was at urgent care. They they My blood O2 when I got in there was like 79 or 78, um, which is, for those of you who aren't familiar with that gauging system, neither was I at the time, um, that is horrible. You are... Uh, your blood O2 should always be 95 to 100. It should always be 95 to 100. And even 95 means you're on the, you're, you're on the, on the side of the scale where you're, you're fine. You're in the zone, but something's, something's bothering your, your breathing and, and your system. So realistically you should be 97 to a hundred. Um, and I'm a very healthy person. You know, I, I backcountry snowboard, I hike 14ers, I do multi-day hikes, um, camping. Uh, I'm, I'm just kind of a, I'm kind of an outdoors person that goes out and gets it and does big, big uh, stuff and keeps in shape, you know, um, I, I, I always have. So finding out that I had asthma again, they, they put me on some, uh, some medication. They gave me an emergency albuterol inhaler. They gave me the shots. And I, I did quickly recover after that. Well, about two more weeks, but I had had for about two weeks, I wasn't breathing well at all. So it was a very slow comeback from that COVID hit. Um, and that was again, summer of 2020. I did catch Omni, Omni two, um, However, that one was kind of strange. I I had I literally had the test and I thought I don't think I have it. I think I just am not feeling that great. Did the test, had it, and I felt fine about um I mean it felt like a very light cold and I felt fine about 24 30 hours later. But the first one really knocked me down big. So, you know, here's the podcast. I still by the way, I never missed a Tuesday drop. So all of my listeners know this. I'm very proud of that. But there are a couple episodes you can go listen to where I am gasping for air. Uh, I was using the pause button. I was using, because uh, as you all know, I don't edit the podcast. So, I mean, I might, I'll clean it up, the audio levels, but I don't, I don't edit it. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I like it to be raw. I like it to be real. I like it to be organic. So this is how I kind of roll with everything. Um, but the podcast kept developing. I was now interviewing people. I was now I was now starting to get to know David and working with autonomy and trying to get people their data that they were owed, just like the United Kingdom was doing, um, where you had the right to get to this data. Now, um, somewhere in the summer of 2020 or late summer, David started uh, forming Para, and I became a part of P Team Para. Uh, so the best thing for me to do at the time, since usually David and I just had a lot of brainstorming sessions, 
and we would, you know, I mean, I'm talking like three, four a week, maybe, uh, but was to be the driver advocate. Um, I won't go too deep into that story because we all know how the Paris story went. And as a driver advocate, you can probably imagine I had quite a lot on my plate, especially those last couple months when we had crossed over 200,000 users on the platform or on the app. And uh, yeah, and a lot of people had a lot of words to say. But the podcast is now completely grown up. It has morphed into what it is. I love it. Um, I love, I'm proud of where it's at. Uh, I love the community that I've met and, um, yeah, just everything about it. You know, it's, it really, it's, it's changed a lot. It's gone through so many stages. Uh, and my only real goal is to get the audio podcast back down to, you know, an hour to an hour 15 a week. That's, that's my goal. (laughs) And sometimes I know over the holidays from like Thanksgiving to Christmas, I was doing some YouTube stuff and some crossover stuff and a lot were going over, but I'm really aiming back to target that. So uh, just be known. And so speaking of the crossover, then July 14th of 2021, after Para had their run from March till uh, end of August of 2021, well, in July of mid July of 2021, I kind of started the YouTube channel, which is also becoming very popular now. So I'm really proud of all three of these. We'll be doing a thing for the year anniversary of the YouTube channel on in mid July, um, and we'll be doing the two year anniversary of the Rideshare Rodeo podcast uh, in early May. So, and today is the day is the anniversary of the uberliftdrivers.com website. So, I I'm proud of all these projects and uh I want to thank all of you listeners for sticking around with me and uh you know, kind of kind of helping me grow. Um I've had a lot of emails from a lot of you. I've brought many of you on the podcast. I've got to meet so many good people. And through being the driver advocate for Para, I got to meet so many more drivers, um, a lot of them with complaints, yes, but uh, my job was to talk to people and, and you know, kind of break down the problems and not just with an app problem or whatnot, but, you know, pay and what's going on, and which led to many ideas that we now run with. So, um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really proud of everything that I've done so far, and uh, I want to really thank all of you guys because without all of you, None of this would have been possible. I also want to send a, a major thanks out to uh, all the people who supported me and helped the podcast come along as well, um, like sponsors, friends, family, um, obviously my son Max, my mom, um, all of my friends who have supported this um, and me doing this, um, all of the gig workers who helped get me started in this Um uh, all of the sponsors. I mean, we've had some great ones and, uh, um, just all great, wonderful people who I've absolutely loved working with and going the extra mile for at all costs. And one thing about me, you guys all know is that, um, I've never worked with a company that I don't believe in. I will interview anybody. I would even still interview the, the owner operator of the original trip rides even though we already know what happened to it. And I would be hard on that interview on him. 
So an interview is one thing, you know. I mean, I've often found that my voice is, you know, one way that I came into the huge players in the AB5 and independent contractor fight was by getting to know both sides and ha- being able to have a conversation with the side that be- that with the AB5 side and the big players over there who believe in unions and having them on the podcast or in an article or whatever to discuss what their view is and what their take is on it without you know trying to just argue with them or crush them because that can be done all day long you know what's what's good is when we can sit down and listen to the other people's sides and that was something i i tried to create that environment and i think i've done that um you know no matter what side of a topic i might bring up uh i feel like i could have anybody on that topic on my podcast and not argue so as i think that's a comfort level that a lot of my guests have had is that well i don't agree i i don't agree with him on this stuff but that's what leads to the best conversations sometimes is not agreeing. Uh, most people who don't agree, and this just kind of is true in life, uh, I think we all know this, most people that don't agree will tend to argue. Um, you know, you're just going to, that that's not that's not the way it is. It's this way. Well, no, actually, if you look at the fit, no, I, I, no, no. I mean, it just, it's it's so black and white that there's not a lot of talking going on that's productive. It's more just representing your view, your take on the facts, and making sure that you're around other people who believe that. And that, I I mean, it makes a lot of sense. I'm not saying that's a wrong thing to do, but it's a very hard thing to do is have a conversation with somebody and just bite your tongue through a lot of it and learn, you know, because sometimes you just want to spout something out, but you, if you just hold on, you might hear what they're saying and be able to say, okay, I don't need to argue with that, but I don't agree with it. Um, you know, here's how I feel, but, uh, and then just let it be at that though. Um, nothing, nothing good ever comes of fighting, you know, or, or arguing. And I think that like the, you know, from way back in the, uh, historic days of dinosaurs, as my son thinks, um, when I grew up, um, you know, and we had debate in high school and stuff, it doesn't really seem to be, you know, what debating is these days. These days, it's uh, at least on the big levels, you know, and I'm not going to get political here, but it just, you know, everything's so influenced that um, it's just regurgitation. Um, But, you know, we need to, you know, a lot of things need to be revamped there. That's not where I'm going to go today. In fact, where I'm going to go today is over to Uber Lyft drivers, because I still have the five-year anniversary article to get out. And I've been racking my brain around what it's going to be. And I think I came up with something because I was just hitting a wall with blanks. I mean, there's a ton of stories I could write on today. There's a ton of things going on. You know, um, gas. You know, the gas issue is is huge right now. I mean, we saw in Big Sur, we saw seven eighty nine. dollars um, I think even up to $9 yesterday in California. In certain er- in certain areas, um, the nationwide average is four cents short of the highest it's ever been in history, um, and there's no sign of it coming down. You know how is that affecting the gig economy? We could be talking about the tipping culture that the gig economies had going on, 
And I've had a lot of these conversations lately with uh, a lot of people that um, over on YouTube or guests that I have on the podcast or whatever. Uh, but there's there's so many topics that I could be doing an article on, but it didn't really represent the five years. So I think I came up with something. It's going to take me a little bit of time here. Um, but I think it's a... It's kind of it's it's going to be bigger than the website. It's going to be about the website, the podcast, um, uh, para the YouTube channel, um, curry dumpling, and of course Middleton Technologies, guys, um, and all of my guests and all of uh, well, you guys will just have to see. I'm just putting something together as a uh, maybe not so much like one big article, but more of a big thank you. More of a big thank you. So uh, watch for that coming out today. There will be a bonus podcast, as I said, coming out Thursday. And you guys won't want to miss this one. It's it's going to be... It's got a lot of information on it. And, uh, and maybe we'll do a couple news stories then as well. It was good to be just back here by myself. And I'm looking at the time now and it's... I'm at 29 minutes. I have never been this low. This is perfect. This is <laughs> this is what I need, and I need to jump on the story anyway. Um, but I really, 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 I got again, you guys, I want to thank you for all of your support, all of everything that you guys have done. And again, check out all the links in the show notes. Uh, make sure you're checking out the YouTube channel. Got stuff going on over there. We do live Thursdays where you can get in live chat. Um, make sure you're emailing me for a while. There was a little confusion. If you went to uberliftdrivers.com and you hit contact, it was going to one of my Gmails and I have a few, you know, I have Uber Lyft drivers, rideshare rodeo podcast. You know, I've got a few emails, the power one that, that I'm checking all the time, my personal, but I, I now re repointed it, but also I've been reading it out and leaving it in the show notes. If you want to email me, please email me at steve at rideshare Again, Steve at rideshare And you know, tell me your story. Tell me what what market you live in. Let's I'm 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 totally looking to do uh kind of how we're doing these roundtables uh for the month of March on YouTube. Um I'm kind of looking to do um back to some basics and get some uh get some perspective from gig workers in different markets again. So I want to do that maybe in April. Um, on the podcast. So so start getting maybe May, if if April into May, who knows, something like that. So get in touch with me, email me, email me um, what you'd like to see more of content wise on the on the podcast. What uh, if you if you'd like to be on the podcast, if you've even been a gig worker for a, a bunch of years and have a lot of experience and want to share some stories, let's get you on. Um, always, always looking to um, enlighten, make people smile, crack a joke here or there, but bring a lot of information to the table. So that said, this is going to be the week. Um, but there will be another podcast later this week. And again, guys, don't miss this one. I don't even call them bonus podcasts anymore. Just think of it as another drop. Uh, this one you won't want to miss. It's a big one. It is a big, big one. Um, but especially for those of you working in, uh, well, Grubhub and DoorDash for sure, but Rideshare, Uber for sure. Um, yeah, you're all going to want to hear this because it, it could very soon apply to many other things as well. So 
Join us back here on Thursday for the next podcast drop. Let me not forget to say again, guys, um, Flex Alert, Driver Utility Helper, Maximo, and Maximo specifically, uh, Middleton Technologies. These are filtering apps. Uh, for the Flex Alert, it saves you that time of tapping the screen. It, it's going to do it for you. It's going to grab. It's going to grab it for you. Uh, the 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 Driver Utility Helper and Maximo are both filtering apps. The Driver Utility Helper is meant specifically for DoorDash, and Maximo is meant for Uber, Uber Eats, uh, Lyft, um, Grubhub, and uh, there's well, and there's some of the companies over on the UK side too. But here in the States, you can do all of your filtering through Maximo and DUH to only accept or decline the the rides you want tailored to your market. You know, all of us live in different markets. All of us know this is a market to market game, the gig economy. And even though there's a lot of advice that can be taken from anybody in any market that that has good advice to pass along, it really does still come down to how's your market. So that's going to kind of be my theme for the next few months is uh, kind of getting in touch with the country again, with the different markets and how they're prevailing through these gas prices and um, how these apps are paying them accordingly. Because obviously downsizing your miles and all kinds of that kind of stuff is coming up. But Get on the Middleton apps, guys. Um, there's a free version of DUH. There's a paid version. The paid version clearly has a lot more features, um, but they both have features of filtering and whatnot. With Maximo, you get 15 days for free. And um, after that, it's $4.99 a month or $49.99 a year. And I think that I, I, I challenge anybody to go out if you have not used it Go out and get the Maximo app, download it, try it for the 15 days. And right around that time, it might be a few a week or two after that, but we're gonna have the Maximo roundtable. So either, you know, do your free 15 days. If you think it's going great and you're loving it, you know, then then by all means uh, you know, pay and subscribe. Otherwise, um, if you're just a little lost or you know, whatever, you can always reach out to uh Middleton Tech. They will get right back to you. But um, you know, watch our roundtable. If you if you do download it and you had a couple issues or whatever, um, the panel's gonna have some really good panelists and we will be able to address questions. And hopefully uh I'll keep you all informed of when that will be so you can all join us live for that. Or uh I will also be sharing it on Uberliftdrivers.com and I'm sure I'll be sharing it here too, because that's a piece that's going to be something that everybody's going to need to hear. So again, guys, I really want to thank you. I am cutting this one short because I need to go dedicate time to this article. It's going to take me a while to write it um, or to get everything in there that I need to. Uh, There's a lot of people (laughs) I got to include. But uh, best wishes to you all. Um, Stay safe, you guys. Um, Try and not stress. I know that there's a lot of stuff going on right now in the world. I mean, to, it it almost sounds stupid to say such a thing, but we are in very, very different times. Um, and just, just be safe out there. Look out for each other. And try and spin some good into this absolutely upside-down crazy world. That said, we'll see you back here on Thursday for a little bit more.
Rodeo.